Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. As we continue to talk Kings, 916-339-1140 from the 209. Maybe thinking we've been a little hard on JaVale, saying it's a little exaggerated. Yeah, I mean, JaVale isn't ruining games, but I also feel like it's, we wouldn't see JaVale. Like, I don't think that we would see JaVale in a big game, even no, with Alex no, Len no out. No, there's no way. I think that Mike Brown knows, okay, we got to give Sabonis some, some minutes here. I think that's, you know, I I just think that's that's where we're at. All guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Let's get the Brandon that wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, Brandon? You're on Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. What's up, my Kings brothers? How you doing? Great. Good. What you got for us? So, I've been watching this Davion Keon Allison for a little while now. We've got a chance to check it out. Yeah. I just want to know where you guys kind of stand on Davion. Um, I like what Keon brings, and a lot of it has to do just with his height alone. Do you think that Davion will be here when the trade, trade deadline comes, or how do you guys like the, the backup guard situation? Mm, that's a great call, great Brandon. Question. Thanks for being a part of the conversation, yeah. Chris, I'll let, you, I'll, I'll let you get to it. I've kind of said a little bit on it yeah, already. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you had four hours yesterday, too. So <laughs> so I'll, I can I can take the reins a little bit uh, a little bit today if I can. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely um, an incomplete picture right now when it comes to who plays besides De'Aaron Fox. I don't even necessarily know if they think Keon Ellis is a long-term point guard. I think that it is just a little bit of – they wanted to get him on the floor, and this was the best possible path to getting him on there. And uh, I think initially they probably thought it was going to be as the third string guard if if Davion got hurt or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've been, I think I've I've been a little vocal on how I feel about about Davion so far. I think he's a, a really solid uh, backup player right now, backup point guard. Uh, I think he just has a lot of room for development, which we just haven't really seen and. Mm-hmm. Brings up the the interesting G League point for sure. I think he he just needs to develop his playmaking more and definitely knock down uh, you know thirty six percent plus of his shots if he wants to stay on the floor because that's just the the reality of the NBA in, in today's day and age. I mean, even Patrick Beverly's a guy who you know he's shooting above thirty eight I think percent right now from three. So that's that's going to be really big for Davion long term. Um, in terms of his future with the Kings, if I had to guess, I mean, from from what we're seeing, if they're playing a, a two-way guy right now over Davion, I would assume that it's definitely on their list of needs, definitely. I don't know if it's a necessity. I don't know if that's going to be something that they definitely feel like they need to address this season, but I would be pretty surprised if after this season, Davion Mitchell is the team's backup point guard, unless we see some sort of turn of events uh, that makes us feel differently. But I think right now, again, with the fact that they're playing Keon Ellis, a two-way guy over Davion Mitchell, who's the ninth pick uh, from just a couple years ago, I think that that's, that's about as clear as it gets when it says the at least Mike Brown's feelings on the situation. And I don't think they think Davion's a bad player. I just personally... Uh, think that they feel like what Keon gives them defensively is similar to the impact that Davion gives. Plus, you're getting more size, more length, more height 
and about the same level of a shooter, if not better. I mean, Keon Ellis was a really good shooter last year in Stockton and is still developing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think the writing's kind of on the wall at this point in time uh, for Davion. But things can always change. Things can always change. Uh, there, you know, he, he can have, you know, Keon can go down again. And, and who knows, maybe Davion takes the most out of that opportunity. But unless something drastic happens, it just kind of feels like we're we're heading towards a trade at the trade deadline that probably includes Davion Mitchell. Right. And again, he would not be the main I wouldn't think so. In that movie, he would be a supporting actor in that movie in terms of a trade. And, you know, I I do think it's – I don't know if it's just how kids are growing these days or, you know, and maybe I'm I'm just remembering things a bit differently. And I know that the Steve Nashes of the world were shady 6'2s, right? They weren't necessarily 6'1s. But it does feel like in this wing-driven league, when I was growing up, there were more shorter players. I don't know if I'm completely out of bounds with this, no pun intended, but I'm looking at Davion, and if you look around the league, which we've done before, anybody under 6'2", they all have calling cards, right? I don't even – it's crazy to think. We talk a lot about – we talk a lot – just to pull the curtain back, we talk a lot about the media – And a lot of people have a lot of things to say about radio and how YouTube is growing and how are you going to, how how are you going to, I guess, evolve in a podcast world. Exactly. We're in a a new world, right? And I look at some of the guys that you see on ESPN or you see on Fox Sports and I wonder to myself, you know, these guys came up and, you know, they were writers and they were journalists. I really do wonder if they would be where they're at right now if they grew up in this day and age with how everybody has built-in credibility or nobody has credibility any way you look at it, right? And how landscapes have changed. And I'm saying this, which sounds insane, to say this about somebody like Chris Paul. If Chris Paul was coming up right now in this day and age, I I think Chris Paul is wildly talented. But uh, a six-foot guard who's pass-first point guard – I don't know if how desirable he would be in this day and age. Right. And if you look at any of the players out here that are under 6'2", 6, and I know Chris Paul could score the basketball. Right. I'm, I, I guess I'm young Chris Paul was a lot different, but even still, they're all liabilities on defense besides yeah. Alvarado. I think that's the biggest right? thing. Yeah. And so you have to have some type of calling card. And you have to have something that there is a reason you are in the game. Yeah. And it can't be man on man defending right. if you are not if you are under six two in this day and age. Yeah. That can't be it. So I guess not to take a random stray at Chris Paul because that wasn't his calling card. Your calling card could be the way you handle the basketball and control the game, the way you score the basketball, right? Darius Garland, okay, the way you the way you shoot. And change the landscape of a game, Alvarado. Right. So if you're Trey under Young. Trey Young, so if you're under six two, what is your calling yeah. card? So for your calling card under six two to be on ball defending, right? And when, you can't uh, yeah. really shoot. Right. That's just not going to fly. Because I don't even think to your point. I don't even know. I know Keon shot the ball well in Stockton. I don't even think Keon's better than Davion offensively. No. Yeah. It just doesn't matter because. If we're length, even, yeah. we're just going to go with the guy who's got more length in right. this wing-driven league. It's yeah, that simple. No, totally. And I think, you know, to, to take it back to what you were saying initially, I think 
there's the like you said the NBA is not the NBA it was even in the early 2000s. I mm-hmm. think a big reason why you see so much less smaller guys out there now is because it was a lot more of an ISO heavy game. And you know, if you were a small quick guard, you could get around guys in an isolation game. Though now, you know, there's so much movement and you're playing off ball. Again, if you're a really short guy who's playing off ball and you're just standing in the corner mm-hmm. and you can't shoot, I, I just don't know where your value is going to be offensively. And then on the defensive end, now it's very rare that people just straight up do man-to-man and don't switch and you stick on your man. Now the problem is with the NBA, we're in a switching league. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right. Davion might be initially on Steph Curry, but they're any good team, especially when it comes to the postseason, they're just going to switch and or they're just going to screen and screen and screen and screen mm-hmm. until they get Davion off of Steph and get him onto Kavon Looney or Andrew right. Wiggins or somebody who he can definitely expose with his height. And so, yeah, it, it like you said, it just makes sense when all things are pretty much equal. They're pretty much always going to go with the guy who provides more size and more length because that also in turn equals versatility and that's what especially this Kings team is looking for so I'm here I it's funny enough I did this on NBA 2k because we we're talking video games earlier I'm here at 6-1 NBA players you know Donovan Mitchell is listed at 6-1 that no seems wrong no he's he should be listed at that six, seems three, wrong six, but he's the number one player at 6-1 next you have Trey Young Darius Garland T- Terry Rozier all these guys can score the basketball Dennis Schroeder Mike Conley T.J. McConnell, a scrappy guy who can also score. We saw that during the in-season tournament. Yep. Trey Jones, we've talked about him. Seth Curry can score the basketball. Yep. Devontae Graham, Cameron Payne, weird-looking <laughs> shooter, yeah. but he's a shooter. Malachi Flint, Peyton Pritchard, he's another guy who right. can who well, he's, yeah scrappy yeah. can shoot the basketball. Javon Carter, okay defense. Jo- you got Jordan Ford ranked 19th. Let's wow. go now. <laughs> Jordan Ford's 19th. Let's go now. I know we're up against it to, to six foot and below. Chris Paul is the best player at six foot. Then you have Fred Van Vliet mm. score the basketball. Yeah. And Chris Paul, Chris we Paul, know he's all-time a playmaker, all-time playmaker. Also plays defense as well. Kyle Lowry. Defender, yeah. Jose Alvarado. Yeah. And the number Scrappy. number five. On NBA 2K24, number five ranked player at six foot is Davion Mitchell. Really? Wow. So After that, you have Aaron Holiday, Patty Mills, Ish Smith, Jordan McLaughlin, and wow. Xavier Moon. Not Sailor yeah. Moon, Xavier right. Moon. Well, and already just ha- there's not many names in there that no, are impact 10 people. players in general. Right. Like would, you, would you straight trade Patty Mills for Davion? No, not at this point. Not not this Patty Mills. Maybe yeah. Patty Mills yeah. like three or four years ago. But shout not, out St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah. Shout out oh, SMC. Yes. Yeah, shout out Australia. Fun. All right. Got to get to a break. When shout we, out the whole continent. Yeah. Shout absolutely. out the whole continent. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we have our Truck Smart Drive of the Game. And also, Stephen A. talking about Zion. Was he out of pocket? Probably. Sounds and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. 
Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. 45 more minutes with you as we break down all things Kings. And now it is time to take a short break from short. the Kings. Very, very short. Yeah. As we but get a good to break. as we get to our Truck Perfect. Smart drive of the game, brought to you by Truck Smart, your premium retailer and installer of truck and SUV accessories for over 30 years. Your truck's gonna love them. Ooh. Love that. Love that for trucks. And uh, we had a pretty good slate of uh, of plays to pick from this weekend. I mean, we had explosives all over from the Niners, though. You know, last week I know we did the Debo Samuel three touchdown thing. Uh, but there was a lot of options from, from that Niner game. So uh, something tells me that one will sneak in here. But we're going to start off today's Truck Smart drive of the game uh, with, with a walk-off. Because very rarely in football do you have a walk-off win and almost never do you get a walk-off punt return in overtime. And that's exactly how the uh, Ravens and Rams ended their game on Sunday. And here's how it sounded. Dylan Wallace from the 25. Dylan Wallace breaks out of the tackle, takes it down the sideline. He stays in bounds. He stays on his feet. He takes it all the way and ends the game. That is ridiculous. That's and, a good uh, one. That's a pretty big win, it too. Was huge. Like, that could have huge. really shifted things in both playoff races. I mean, mm. that that definitely gives uh, the Ravens a, a really good shot at locking down the number one seed in the AFC. Also kind of made the Rams' playoffs hopes uh, pretty difficult. You know, the Rams could have been 7-6. and six. I think the Vikings are the only other team that would have been 7-6, and six, so would have put them pretty squarely, especially with the Packers losing yesterday into the playoff hunt, and a pretty big loss for the Rams. Uh, and uh, I, I'm not sure how their their schedule ends to, uh, to finish this year, but seems like that really would have been a, a pretty big win in terms of uh, helping out their, their playoff odds and – you have to assume the Rams probably got to win two or three more games if, if they want to sneak in uh, to that playoff spot. So uh, a really huge win and, of course, uh, just an electrifying play and the best kind of drive as this yeah. is the drive of the week. Zero plays. Zero play drive. So I can't get better than that. Uh, next, we're going to go uh, to Santa Clara. Got, got it. You know, you, you got you got to go over there. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, that guy is is definitely staking his claim for his MVP case. I saw he's now leading the NFL in all-purpose yards, mm. so you have that argument for him. And uh, he, he, he just set the tone on Sunday. And uh, here is how that sounded from our guy, Greg Papa. Here is a toss going the other way, away from Adams. A toss to McCaffrey, a cutback run, 30, breaks 340. McCaffrey midfield, McCaffrey 40, 30, 20. Devin Weatherspoon, he cuts inside on him and just get all the way down to the three-yard line on the first play of the game. CMC Dynamite! That done eight with big blocks. George Kittle and Debo Samuel had the key block out on the edge. Uh, just so that donate. <laughs> I always forget that Tim Ryan's there, and then he just hops in at a hundred. It's it's so great every week. I love it. Uh, so yeah, you have that from McCaffrey, and uh, selfishly, y'all, you know, I didn't get to watch a lot mm. of action on Sunday. So mm-hmm. from my perspective, in my opinion, this was the best drive. I saw of the weekend uh, in a just thriller. I mean, back and forth game. Uh, 
and uh, I don't. I'm not, I'm not even going to set it up. The the words just do all the talking here. This is uh, this is what it, this is what I experienced on Sunday. The snap is down. The kick by Joseph is right down the middle, oh, and wow. we have points in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, a three nothing lead for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh man, you're really it, trying to juice it, this one up, huh? It does not get better than that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. Ah, oh, wow. That, that that's that's gonna be tough to beat. It's gonna be tough to beat that one. You know. And thank you to the text line for for giving your thoughts. Obviously, the McCaffrey was great, and the walk off for the Ravens yeah. was great. But this that is an easy one. Just crazy, you got to give it to Chris. He yeah. had to fly all the way out there yeah. and see to three that. to nothing. I, and Simone told me yeah. you actually have a deep hatred for shutouts yeah. and perfect games yeah. and zeros in general. And you had yeah. to look at two zeros yeah. on the scoreboard yeah. until the very end of the game. So yeah. you got to win this one. The The Vikings, they got to win this one. Your guy Dobbs gets pulled. Gets pulled. Yeah. It's Nick Money Mullins. The Raider killer. Raider, Raider killer. killer. That's what they're calling him yeah. these days, Nick yeah. Mullins. Hey, second time. Well, thank you, Nick, because Raiders got action again. Back in the Tankathon, I think they're eight there now. So we got okay. action. Congrats! Back Unfortunately, Justin Herbert is out for the season, yeah. so Raiders might win this week. Oh, but come man. on now, might mess be around. smart. Uh, Maybe get Jimmy be, G back in there. Be truck smart. <laughs> be truck smart. Be truck, be truck smart. smart. So Nate, are you good with that? Are we going I'm with totally the Vikings? I'm totally fine with that. We it's, are going I, with the it, Vikings. You know what, dude? That's this is not my choice, but sure, tough, it was uh, your choice. It was. You I mean, you hiked it up. You Pretty chose hard. to go. You sold it right. like you, Tim Ryan. Yeah. Dead donate. Dead donate. I didn't even know what he's saying I for the first like four cut. syllables. Dead donate. That was our Truck Smart Drive of the Week brought to you by Truck Smart, your premium retailer and installer of truck and oh, SUV man. accessories for over 30 years. Your truck's going to love them. Dead donate. Shout out to the Vikings. Hey, a win's a win. Yeah, and they are they are wow. firmly in it. You yeah. never know what could happen. Seeing uh, Ian Rappaport here uh, is breaking that Nick Mullins is set to start on Sunday against the Bengals. Congrats. Josh Dobbs heads to the bench. Oh, uh, it was a good run. What a roller coaster great, season for Dobbs. Yeah. Man, we've officially yeah. seen the astronaut lose his pee. Yeah. Wow, Sad. Um, that is that is a rough. I go. I know we're against the clock here, but this audio you you got to get in, in this segment. You have to get this. We got to hit this. This Let's was one it. of my favorite audios. So yeah, to brought. set it up for those. Listening, and maybe you didn't hear this. Stephen A. As Stephen A. Does, he's claiming it's true. He he had went on a first rant about Zion Williamson's weight on his own podcast, right? Over and the he weekend, said he right? saw yeah. belly yeah. and what the heck is going on. He doubled down, right, on his show first take, and I'll just 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 play the sound. Belly. Yeah. It is shameful. You got chefs in New Orleans. I'm not exaggerating. I'm quoting people. You got chefs in New Orleans who love them. They're looking for them. Everybody, every chef there wants to meet him because they know he'll show up to their restaurant. The, the, the word out on Zion Williamson is that he'll eat the table. I'm quoting. He'll eat the table. What in the hell is going on with Zion Williamson? If Zion Williamson... That's it. I mean, it. so he's claiming... He's claiming that there's a lot of drops these are in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> these are quotes. My, my <laughs> question never is never heard that. And we were just talking about Debo yesterday. Emil Fergoso came in, did a couple segments with me. He's our Sackdown Sports 49ers insider. It gets really awkward and it get and Zion, 
I think he was more so focused on the Charles Barkley Shaq stuff. But obviously, first take it already happened because Zion goes out and drops, what was it, 36 last night on the Timberwolves. He balled out. And we've seen this with Zion, but I think it's the consistency part of it. Right. And Zion said, hey, if it's coming from a good place, cool. If not, then I'm not really listening to that. And it it is, it's awkward, right? I don't like talking about other people's bodies, but when you're talking about athletes, Athletes, right. it's, it's kind of comes part of the deal, but it's how you do it. Right. And do you think that how Stephen A. did the word this, is out? Do you think it was disrespectful to Zion how he laid this out? Y- yes, yes, it <laughs> definitely was disrespectful. I don't even care if it's true. Like it, you, you can't, you can't, you can't put that out there on ESPN first take. So most do you watch television? Is how he You're- said it? Is it how he said it, or do you just not say it? You're missing the point. The word is already out there. He's yeah, just right. he's reporting out. on the word. The he's word is out. On the, right. the, on the word. word. He's quoting people. The top reply is he's just quoting people with all due respect. Yeah. And if you say with all due respect, it's yeah. not right. no, no offense. No, no offense. I yeah. think the issue is he needs to get Mariah back in his life. Oh, get okay. him on the straight no, and narrow. No, we're not no, doing we're that. Not we're going definitely there. not touching that one at all. Not at all. Not even. Not even. Yeah, there. I mean, I think there's Stephen A. The way he talks, and I actually heard this because I had that video of my daughter watching Stephen A. And I got a couple replies on my Instagram from other people who have kids that'll watch First Take, and they said that Stephen A. Their kids love watching Stephen A. too, and it's just the way he talks yeah. is like a caricature. Right. Right? Kids think it's funny. So I, I think it's kind of part of his deal. It's personality. It's his, it's his you know, just his shtick, yeah. really. And I, I understand that. I guess I'm just trying to figure out if there is a way he could do this well, in a better way. I just don't think it's true. I think that's, like, my bigger problem is there's a way of saying what he's saying without making it sound like a joke i mean it's because if he's seriously reporting that he's heard chefs in new orleans it was a quote allegedly it's a like um, Stephen a he's words been out a, there he been will a, eat the table he's been a journalist for that many years you think he made up a quote uh or i do could, you think he i know i think Stephen a is well, an exaggerator and i don't think that chefs in new orleans are, are seeking are out dear. zion williamson he got the check though I I just I don't think I just don't think so. I think maybe, you know, maybe a chef jokingly said, "Oh yeah, when Zion walks in our restaurant, like everybody perks up we and smiles cuz we tables cuz yeah. he just eats on. them all." Well, it's like homeboy's talking about him seriously. I think I said it like he's Kobayashi or something. Like he's a competitive eater and like it's some honor to have this competitive eater come to your restaurant and finish a meal. And, like, it, there's just got to be, even if, again, even if it is true, there's got to be a better way of presenting also, that it, information. It's also, got to get to a break. We got the dog segment coming up next. It's also crazy because that's not even a term you normally hear. I, 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 yeah. I've never heard. Have you ever heard someone say, because I load up my plates, yes. okay? When I feel like getting going, I'll get going. Nobody has ever told me. Man, that guy eats the table. Yeah. No, never heard that. It was that kind of makes me think it is true. Yeah, arguably one of the funniest things I've heard <laughs> in like the last few weeks. That kind of makes me feel like it is true because of the it's so outlandish. Yes, because it's just yeah. it's not a term. maybe that's a thing in New Orleans. In New Orleans, Orleans that boy will eat the yeah. table. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like a when, you, when you say that it, boy yeah. will eat the table. But, but, so I would I would how more would, so argue <laughs> that he shouldn't have said it. 
versus that is not true. How would Gus Johnson say it? Yeah. <laughs> Zion Williamson. <laughs> Zion Williamson. Eats the table. Take, Here's take, a table. Taking a bite out of the table. Here's a bite. <laughs> Half the table's gone. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, dog segment, we're discussing bowling, whether it's underrated, overrated, or properly rated. And Yelp. And we will get Chris's thoughts on the conversation from yesterday, Yelp slash Google reviews. Does he look at reviews or does he just show up? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. 30 more minutes with you. One more segment until the crossover. Chris Watkins feeling good, had a good time out in Vegas. So you got to, okay, explain to me. Yep. I always think it's funny the flight to Vegas versus the flight back. The flight back, everybody's tired. Yeah, right. It's been a long couple days here. The way there, was there anybody who needed a little bit of attention, was saying a little bit one too many jokes, or it's the bachelor or bachelorette party and they act like everybody cares that they're having a good time when hey i I really just want to get to vegas anything like that uh the way there there was def it was quiet for the plane ride there but then the second we landed uh you know there's a you know a little bit of an abrupt you know break yeah you know at the the end the the pilot kind of you know slammed Mm -hmm. on the brakes a little And then, you know, everybody starts clapping, oh the comedians. And I then, know you can't stand And then that. all of a sudden, everyone gets loud. And then it's like, oh, yeah, everyone remembers we're in Vegas. And like I said, there was a big country concert there. Mm-hmm. So there was a couple, uh, couple country folk uh, who were uh, ready. I'll just say they were ready to get off the plane and get ready uh, and, and get, huh. to, get to going. So uh, they, they definitely... They, they felt the Vegas energy the second they landed. I will also say I continue to just – the one thing I can't stand about planes, uh-huh. why do people stand up when that thing lands? Just sit in your seat. I was literally the back row of the right, plane on the way home. Up. The person in the row across from us stood up. And I understand if you're going to stand up and you're like, hey, I only have my carry-on. I don't even have to deal with the overhead. I'm in the back. Let me just try and like squeeze my way closer mm-hmm. to so I don't have to be the last person on the flight. I I barely understand that. But then to stand and wait and still be last off the plane, just right. sit down. Are you, but are like, you standing from the aisle seat? Yes, they okay. were standing in the aisle. I the only thing I get stretching your legs, but also our flight. Right. The only thing I'll say about. The standing is that if there are two evils and that person is in front of me, I don't really mind it because at least I know you're ready to go. Sure. If 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 instead people, of right. Oh right. wow. Then, oh, it's my turn uh, yeah. to go and you and gotta grab yeah. a bunch of stuff right. and I'm ready. But I hear you. Yeah. I think the idea of it yeah. is, is still it's a little bit patience. much. It's just like yeah. y'all just like there's clearly a, a set order of how we're gonna exit yes. this plane. You can't plane. see anything. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait for your turn. Yeah. You, you got in the back of the plane. You drew the short end of the stick. Yeah. You're just gonna have to wait. 
three extra minutes. I'm sorry. I've never understood the hurry up to wait thing. I've never understood that I'm in a rush to go nowhere. Like it's you're going home. I don't understand what the rush is. It's not like you're you're missing your next connecting flight. It was just ridiculous. I don't know. There you I go. I can't stand it. All right, let's get to the dog segment. Both of you were out yesterday, but I had Harrison Barnes, who I think would, would have been a pretty pretty good pick. Harrison. I mean, I think everybody would have hit everybody yesterday. Like, hit there yesterday. wasn't really anybody who wasn't a dog yesterday. Harrison Barnes. There's a lot of talk about, there's always a lot of talk about Harrison Barnes and what he's bringing to this team. You know, some of the conversations I had yesterday was just about looking at Harrison Barnes from the lens of a fifth option and not a fourth option and how that makes kind of a big difference, in my opinion, because that's what he is. That's essentially what Mike Brown told us. Now, you still have to do other things. Harrison Barnes, still only two rebounds but 14 Mm -hmm. points. So you got to give it to Harrison Barnes as we look forward to today. You know, Zubak is a guy who... DeMontis seems to have some trouble with Zubash kind of balled on on Sabonis yeah. and that's two two days of no uh, of credit card hops for Sabonis <laughs> because it was it was Looney and then it was Zubach so I'm kind of tempted still 16 rebounds I mean Sabonis we got to look at league leading rebounders because you know he's right there at the top yeah. so respect to him I'm actually gonna go with I almost went with Trey Lyles yesterday, and everybody was hot. You know what? I said I'd stay away from him, but it's getting a little bit loud. Somebody that we've kind of been skating along because the Kings have been winning. Ever since he came back from that finger injury, Kevin Herter hasn't really got back on the train. This is the second time you've picked him, I think, since you said you're going to stay away from him. <laughs> well, somebody else pick him then. Somebody needs to pick him. We need him to show up. No, you can pick him. I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, I feel like you're, you're hesitant. Just go. Just go for it. Just go. I'm going with Kevin Herter there tonight. There you go. Going with Kevin Herter tonight. Nate, who do you have? Should be well-rested. Uh, uh, because the athletic says so, I'm going to go with Trey Lyles. <laughs> there you they go. say he needs yeah. to step up. So does Nate. Love it. There you go. I am going to take the uh, similar logic as Nate. And since uh, since the Athletic says that Keegan Murray needs to step up, and the last time the Kings played uh, the Clippers, they didn't have Keegan Murray, and, and Kawhi Leonard went absolutely cuckoo bananas, 14 of 18, uh, 2 of 3 from 3, 34 points, 9 rebounds for Kawhi last time these two teams met. Keegan Murray, hello. Going to need you tonight uh, on both ends, both ends of the floor, offense, defense. We saw yesterday his offense come to life, had a couple ISO moments, had the big dunk, had a floater, uh, and then, you know, continued to, to knock down perimeter jumpers. Kings are going to need Keegan to be the two-way guy tonight. It's it's not just going to have to be a one-way thing. It's going to have to be like the performances we saw a little bit earlier in the season when he was matched up on Steph, and then, you know, the next day he would guard LeBron. Like, tonight is one of those nights where – He's not going to have any assignment off, whether it's Kawhi or Paul George. He's going to have to bring it tonight on both ends of the floor. Isn't isn't wasn't it the Clippers when Keegan retweaked his back? No, that was, was uh, that Kawhi. was the next week. That was the next game. There you go. Yeah, he didn't he didn't play uh, last time against the Clippers. Chris Duarte uh, started, but only played 13 minutes. Gotta have it, Keegan. Gotta have it. And you know what? I'm not worried about the Kings shooting too many threes because of last night. Because they're going to shoot them anyway. Yes. That's not going to change anything. So, 
I, I want to see how they react coming off a game where they were on fire. If the first couple of shots don't drop for them, how do they, you know, I would say a much better defensive team in the Clippers. Yeah. And you have you have Paul George, you have Kawhi. So if the first couple of shots don't drop for you, how do you react and do you have that counterpunch? All right. Well, I'm there you have here it. too. The Kings, when they played the Clippers and lost the other day, uh, Kings shot 31% from three on 41 attempts. Uh, Clippers shot 50%. Well, Harden could not miss. Right, exactly. He could not miss. Right. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that we're going to see that again. There's no way. All right, before we get to a break, we got to do this quick because okay. we have to we have to get to crossover, crosstalk. crosstalk. But we made everybody wait long enough. Yes. And by the way, how this conversation really took off, the texter who's, who, who had said, oh, by the way, you know, I can't believe you're kind of going at Yelpers and things like that. We actually had a conversation uh, today, and we spoke, and everything is everything. That texter has been listening to the station for 15 years. Wow. I told that texter, hey, you know, sometimes you just don't agree on things. We yeah. are all good. It's all love. Thank <laughs> you for listening. don't stop listening because of Yelp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, seriously. Thank you. And I love the conversation. There's yeah, never any sure. disrespect on anybody's level, so... Thank you for reaching out, and I th- I thought that was really cool, and you know talked about the show and all that good stuff. So thank you, thank you to the texter for being a loyal listener to Sacktown Sports 1140. So the question is, Chris and yep. Nate, you're gonna have to just guess because we don't have time to do you. But the question is, my guess is, does Chris Watkins mm-hmm. does he fill out reviews, Google reviews, and Yelp reviews? Number one and number two. Does he look at reviews before going Ooh. to a restaurant, hotel, anything like that? My answer is he definitely does not write reviews. And I don't think that you I don't think that you really look either. I okay. think you're like Simone. The the poll yesterday had about 70% saying that they look at reviews, um, 30% saying that they do not. I'm going to go definitely no, does not write them. There's no way Chris is doing that. And yes, he does check, but not all the time. I don't write reviews yeah, because okay. uh, yeah. that was a, that was a layup. that was a Zion one. left hand layup. That's right, <laughs> very nicely done. Yeah, uh, and in terms of looking at reviews, I definitely look at reviews. Wow, it's not, oh, it's not the end I do take reviews, yeah. some reviews with a grain of salt, um, but for the most part, yeah. Like if I'm going to go to a restaurant and it has 3.9 mm-hmm. stars, I'm probably not going to go unless really. I think you said earlier unless mm-hmm. I hear. From a, like Nate, if you tell me, oh no, that place is really good, and then I look yeah. at Yelp and it has three point five mm. stars, I'll probably still take your word for it. But more times than not, I'm gonna See, lean for like the four point threes, four point twos, and higher, and then I'll look at the reviews and judge. Frankly, I more judge the right. reviews. The, the problem with reviews is that I believe that most restaurants are around three point five. Yeah. Which is average. Reviewers, too, it feels like one star, five star a lot of the time. Which is how you get to 3.5. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) you know. But then that also plays into, like, service and stuff. Right. I I don't know. There's There's other factors. Location. There's a lot of outlying factors that play into other people's reviews. Sometimes that being that some people feel like they deserve to be treated special or, yeah, and I don't know. It's For Mm -hmm. the most part, it's, you know, if you put on the Yelp review, like, this is the best Fuh place in town, no mm-hmm. doubt. Like I'm, I'm probably 
going to try that spot. Like, just because not every, you know, that's not a review that somebody's just going to throw out to your McDonald's or whatever. Exactly. And for me, too, I'm big on social media. So, Instagram, I mean, everybody has, everybody now has accounts where, hey, follow Alan Eats. And they go and they eat places and you click on one. And now I have a whole list that that me and my wife have, uh, just a group of me and her on a separate group that we've made on Instagram to just send each other stuff and then when you see because everything looks good right and then you look at the reviews and you go from there All right, gotta get to a break Nate real quick actually we can do you real real quick I know you don't look at either yeah Okay. You're 100% right. There you, you don't look at reviews? I don't care, no. I, I just, whatever. I just wander around. Like, if I go to a new wander city around. or something, yeah. if I see something, I'm just going to go for it. There you go. Gotta go. Know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know, man. More power to you. Yeah, Crosstalk, shoot from the hip. Crosstalk up next. Yeah, I mean, it's your money. Crosstalk up next. <laughs> Styles and Watkins being with Whitey Gleason and the Drive Guys. This is Sacktown Sports. Yeah, Styles and Watkins. Sacktown Sports. Yeah. Is this like a bowling campaign? Sounds like it. Yeah. Great bowling song. No, I'm into this. I'm going to sample this, actually. Life passing you by? Yes. Get rolling. <laughs> Go bowling. That's oh right. Gosh, that is Get so rolling. terrible. Go bowling. <laughs> Guess what year this commercial is from? Uh, the 40s. <laughs> yeah, before television. Uh, 60s? 70s. Yeah, it's definitely got to be 60s, 70s, right? 72. Whitey on the number. Wow. Whitey it. did set this up, so. Whitey, yeah. you, you big bowler? No, but I, you know. <laughs> Wow. I was surprised you know, I had enthusiast. one. I get up today and I'm like, man, there's so much to talk about. The football and the games last night, the 49ers clinch playoff spot, and the Kings, everything going on. And I thought I was prepared. And I come in and you guys are talking about you're trying to get a bowling debate going. I thought, man, I don't have anything bowling-wise for the show today. There you go. What am I going to do? Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> I mean, look. Okay, fine. Have, we you really- ever- <laughs> have you ever seen Kingpin? That's a great place to start. And you're calling out Nate, and Nate's like, I think it's properly rated. And you're like, you don't disrespect bowling. Like you don't disrespect like, bowling like that. Is that yeah. Are we really, yeah. are we, are we really, are, is, two is it really a now. thing, the Niners clinching a playoff spot? That's a nothing burger to me. No, yeah, no, yeah. it's not much. It's not like bowling. Yeah, no, you're right. bowl, which is vastly underrated. No, but seriously, you haven't seen the movie Kingpin? Great bowling. Be- oh, best bowling movie. unbelievable. Bill Murray's great. You don't want to pull a Munson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to see it. So old, Bowling yeah. just does nothing for me at all. Hmm. It's not fun. Uh, That's false. I don't understand why like bowling rings are really still a thing. Like, wow. I, you ever been disco bowling? That is fun. N- no, I have not. Like glow in the dark bowling. That's is that right. kind of what you're talking about? That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's great Music for like kids on. parties. For Chris, sure. would you rather go roller skating or bowling? Yeah, alley? no. They're the same. They're, they're the, the exact same. same. No, they're, they're not the same. The same. The now same that's interesting. Well, roller skating also, is I can't coming roller back, skate, though. So they're coming. It's hurt. coming back though. There's an ice what does that here. mean? Yeah. Well, you know, Usher's been. I don't think it ever skate. went away. It's it's it coming back it, though. It, it's it's not as peak as what it once was. It feels like during the 80s. Shout and out, 70s. 72 was the year. All right, let's talk sports before we get in trouble. We are bowling. 
The That's problem with bowling is bowling has been leapfrogged in terms of popularity by cornhole. Oh, oh, that's yeah. probably way, true. Yeah. Way more popular than bowling. Now. Way more. Just easier. And pickleball. Don't get me yes. Started. Don't get me started. Yeah. Old people <laughs> love Alan's pickleball. Alan's so hurt right now. <laughs> Nobody Sorry. can see it. We're just but kidding, Alan's Alan. soul slowly we're, left we're just, his body. We're just having fun. We're just kidding around. No, no, no. That's less, less, that's more lanes for me. <laughs> all the lanes. Give me all of the lanes. All the lanes. Whitey, who you got tonight? Clippers Kings. I'm I'm done here. I'm gonna take Give my bowling ball result, and go somewhere Whitey. else. Uh I like I like the Kings tonight. I think uh Kawhi's supposed to play and Paul George's supposed to play last I saw. It's but they're gonna be you know, they'll be worn down. It's a back to back for them too. Right. Advantage Kings. Yeah, the last time the Kings played the Clippers, they were they were coming off a back to back and the Clippers were not. And the Kings were not only coming off a back to back, it was that extremely emotional victory against the Warriors to get into the knockout round right. where they were yeah. down all game. Mm-hmm. So they had to muster up the energy to come back and then deal with the Clippers. So I think the Kings remember that. I think the Kings want to take advantage. And if they can get rolling here and get go through bowling. this game. If they can get rolling and go bowling. It's a good point. Strong. It is a, it's, it is a decent point. You have to admit <laughs> What <that>. is the point? <laughs> He's well, saying the Clippers are like the pins, and you want to get you know exactly. get rolling and knock them down mm-hmm. tonight. Keep it going. And the Kings mm-hmm. are like the lanes in a way, because mm-hmm. they provide the path mm-hmm. to the pins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so like I got the it. Kings winning tonight. <laughs> I have the Kings winning tonight. I have no idea. The Clippers are they're scary though too. You know they got yeah. a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, I mean you just don't know what you're ever gonna get. I mean it feels like the Kings got their best punch last time and. I, I just like you said, I just don't know if that's going to happen again. It wouldn't surprise me. Like, has anything really changed? I mean, Keegan Murray's going to be playing, but is that really going to be the difference? I, I don't know because the Clippers are just such an inconsistent team. And you could also argue the last time these two teams played, Clippers kind of played out of their minds. And so yeah. how much of what we saw from the Clippers last time is even remotely a part of who the Clippers actually are. You know that they they weren't really worried about the in-season tournament. They're no. looking at the long no, game. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I guess the I guess the question really becomes if the Kings do lose to the Clippers, that would be the second time. Then it turns into is this another team right. <laughs> that mm. has just has the Kings number? And again, this this list can't continue to grow. Right. We're already looking at three or four. All right, gotta go. Thanks for listening to the Kings talk, the Niners talk, the bowling talk, the Google reviews talk, the Yelp talk. We'll be back tomorrow. And until then, you got Whitey Gleason and Jay today and filling Jay in for filling in for Kyle Draper. Thank you for listening to Styles and Watkins. Thank you to Nate. Until next time, until tomorrow, secure the bag, light the beam.